Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to be talking about male sexual dysfunction, premature ejaculation, erectile dysfunction, all of the various things that um, happen when things are going poorly for men in bed, and, uh, you know, the various types of male sexual dysfunction, and how they impact your relationship, and generally what you can do about it. Uh, Before we get to that, I do want to tell you to subscribe. As usual, my most recent one is about female arousal, so... uh, I mean, who doesn't want to know about that, right? So no further advertising needed on that one. So uh, scurry to to the um, section where you click on subscribe and subscribe. So anyway, this one was a uh, follower request. I am on YouTube. I am very lonely on YouTube. I do not have anywhere near the number of followers on YouTube yet that I have on the other platforms because I just started. So go over to YouTube and follow me on YouTube if you want to be a pal. And um, anyway, on YouTube, somebody said, why don't I talk about male sexual dysfunction and how it relates to uh, the relationship? So might as well just do an overview overall, right? And not just the relationship. So obviously, how does it impact the relationship? Well, shit, I mean, not well, right? The guy gets super insecure and then things spiral from there, you know? So either one of these things, premature ejaculation or erectile dysfunction, they seem like they're opposites, but they're really both due to male anxiety, you know? And so they're just kind of what happens. It can happen one way or the other. Either you don't get hard because you're so anxious or you come too quick because you're anxious. It's all because you're anxious. It doesn't have to do with like how hot the woman is or like, um, I don't know, like whatever else you may think it has to do with. But usually guys think it's because they just can't, um, because the woman is just too hot or the experience is just too exciting. And sometimes guys think it's because they um, haven't come recently enough. But yet, as you know, if you've had this issue, uh, kind of doesn't matter as much if you've uh, masturbated the day before. I mean, sometimes you masturbate right before the encounter. That can certainly help. You know, young guys do that before they go on dates, you know, and it can help. can help you last longer, but your av- Joe, Joe Average, who's a married man, is not, like, going to say to his wife, oh, uh, hold on, you want to have sex? Let me just go jerk off. Then let me have my refractory period, and then I'll see you in an hour. I mean, like, let's be reasonable. That's not what what's going to transpire. So um, instead, we possibly want to address the root cause, which is anxiety. Now, in terms of uh, other reasons besides anxiety, there are medical reasons that a person would not get an orgasm, um, would not get hard. So I mean, look into that, right? Like, so if you're not getting erections at all, like even by yourself, then you got a problem. You got to go to a urologist like yesterday, like hurry up, make that appointment. So um, that that would be like a super big problem go get that looked at. But the average guy who is asking about this, the erectile dysfunction happens only when they are having sex. It doesn't happen when they're by themselves. And that's why it's so upsetting, you know, because they feel bad. They can get a hard on when it doesn't matter. And then when it does matter, they can't. And so obviously that is due to the presence of the woman. In that case, that's a fairly, uh, obvious example, you know, a single case design experiment there with a control group. Control group is when the woman isn't there. And, you know, the experimental condition is when she is. And when she is, he doesn't get hard because he's so anxious about his performance. And similarly, premature ejaculation occurs mostly uh, when the man is anxious. 
is the same kind of thing. So uh, many guys can last as long as they want when they're masturbating, but they can't when they are with a woman. And why? Because they are very anxious about performance. So both of these are related to performance anxiety, which generally goes along with insecurity um, about how you are being perceived by the woman, whether she is judging you, and it, it may have nothing to do with the woman at all because most guys who struggle with these things have like a really visceral uh, shame response to sex and they were trained to be very sex negative in their families of origin and so when they masturbated, they start to masturbate really quick. And to get it over with because they were kind of ashamed of themselves for doing it and or they didn't want to get caught. And then when you start masturbating real quick, you uh, come real quick. I mean, that's like what happens, obviously. So and it's also, um, by the way, this is also a response to sexual abuse in men and women, overly quick orgasm, because it's like you are um, you're not enjoying you won't allow yourself to enjoy yourself. It's so shameful whether it's just because you were trained that sex was negative um, by your family or because you had an experience which was so shameful to you, like abuse or trauma in your history, sexual trauma, you know, like um, being touched inappropriately uh, by somebody who wasn't supposed to be touching you at an earlier age than you're supposed to be touched, right? And that makes you feel very ashamed about sex. It gives you super negative um, thoughts and feelings about sex and it makes you kind of want to get it over with quickly because you feel so bad about sex like your sexual self-image is so uh, negative that it feels so taboo to be having sex or to be masturbating at all that like you kind of just get it over with fast and what that is related to then is when you're obviously with a woman what's going to happen if like that's what you're used to then it's going to happen really fast and it's not due to like that she's so hot and you're so into it in fact it's the opposite you're barely you're so anxious you're kind of like panicked and so it happens super fast fast it's like you can't get a handle on it you cannot be there present enough to like to relax and to enjoy yourself so on if you struggle with these things, the first thing that I would say is to get into therapy where you could figure out what, um, like, what's the origin of these issues that you have with sex? Because it's never just premature ejaculation slash erectile dysfunction. There's always a lot of other negative thoughts and feelings about sex that are going into the act for you and that are poisoning probably your enjoyment of the encounters and your partner's enjoyment of the encounters. So if a man has a view of sex and a sexual self-conception that's very negative, this is going to be worse for the sex life and for his partner than how long he stays hard for, you know, because that he's probably not doing other things either. You know, he's probably not giving her a positive sexual experience because he's powering through the whole thing so quickly, the whole thing, that she doesn't have any time to really enjoy herself at all. And this is some of what I see in my practice is that guys who have um, real negative self-concepts about sex, they are not sexually open. So then they are limiting foreplay and they are limiting, um, you know, what they will do for the woman and they're limiting like a whole bunch of stuff so that the sex life is super constricted and very kind of 
um, you know, quickly get it over with because this is a shameful exercise. And so if, if that in any way characterizes how you feel about sex, then it's something to explore and work on sooner than later because the more open-minded you grow towards sex and the more accepting you are of being a sexual being and your sexual needs and wants and preferences and that those are normal and that your, your partner having sexual needs and wants and preferences is normal and these are things that we want to talk about directly within a relationship, uh, then the, the more kind of full and fulfilling your sex life can grow overall in every domain. In terms of uh, real practical strategies, I mean, anybody who's ever been on an SSRI knows that you stop coming. <laughs> so, I mean, this is something to discuss with a provider. So if there's premature ejaculation going on, of course, I mean, if you are having erectile problems, an SSRI is going to make things probably worse. Although if it's because you are so anxious that you're about to die all the time, that your body's in fight or flight, so you can't get a heart on because you're, you're panicked all the time that an SSRI, SSRI is selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor like Prozac or Zoloft, um, may help you. But certainly if you have premature ejaculation, I've seen this, you know, as a side effect for most people, it takes them longer to come. So this may be something to talk to your provider about in terms of a, a strategy a medicinal strategy to help you get over the hump there of not um, of like like if you can see that oh if I take Prozac you know a low dose of Prozac then all of a sudden my premature ejaculation goes away it can also be like super transformative for a guy it could be like oh my god like I guess something was just kind of like a little bit off with my brain chemistry slash I was really anxious wow like it's not like me being a failure as a man it's like I was like so anxious that my brain chemistry was off and and, and, like giving me more serotonin in my between my synapses helped me like it's not a me thing I'm not like some freak I'm like a guy who was struggling with anxiety and this thing helped so and, and then, of course, you could have more of a mastery experience in, in terms of being able to last as long as you want, which can also be transformational to see what sex is like when you're not worrying about, you know, coming too quick. So that is one thing that you could do is talk to a provider about what could help in terms of medication. And that's the same thing, obviously, with erectile dysfunction. Everybody who, uh, everybody who's anybody has heard about Viagra, things like that. So there are always um, medications that you could talk to your provider about. Um, a lot of people do not want to go that route at first, but of course, if you are, if this podcast is resonating with you, you may have struggled with this long enough that it's not, it's not at first anymore. So certainly my, my idea is always talk to both a therapist and a medical doctor, right? A psychiatrist, psychiatrists are the ones who can prescribe. They went to medical school. I did not. I'm a psychologist, a PhD. That's different. I do talk therapy. Um, and I cannot prescribe, but to have both, the best treatment outcomes come and for most disorders with both med- medication and therapy. So always open your mind to trying both. But if you're squarely in the camp that you'd like to try to do this without medication for whatever reason, there are other things to try. A, as I've already said, you want to deeply work on being more open-minded about sex, and that's something that a sex therapist or a therapist that is sex positive can help you with, such as myself um, or others. Um, But anyway, the point being, you have to be cool with like, experimenting and opening your mind to all the different things that you could do in bed that do not involve 
penetrative intercourse so that you also have a variety of things to rely on. So as I've mentioned, there's this book, She Comes First by Ian Kerner, where he talks about that he suffered from premature ejaculation for years. And finally, he just learned how to really go down on his wife pretty well. And the whole book is about techniques for going down on your wife. So (laughs) I almost died choking on my... um, my the air there because I guess that was such a funny joke it wasn't really but my what I was laughing at was I mean it may not be your wife that you want to go down on it may be somebody else if you're not married you can still use his book obviously to learn about how to go down on people um but the point being if you are so repressed kind of and sexually negative and feel so bad about yourself that you uh don't think that you have much to offer in bed besides a penis and a vagina, then you are really limiting yourself and you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself for performing in that way. And in terms of the question, what's this going to do to your relationship? It's going to be terrible because your wife feels, as every woman that I've spoken to ever feels when the guys struggle with these things, that it's not about her anymore. It's like his relationship with his penis. You know, like he is disappointed in his penis. He is upset by his penis uh, or he wants his penis to last longer. Like it stops being about her guys think in their mind that they're making it like that by worrying about this they're actually being a generous lover because they're wanting to give the woman a better experience but just like penis and vagina intercourse is such a small part of what most women want their sex life to look like and so little of what gets them turned on and 70% of women don't get off from intercourse alone. So, I mean, it's not real. When a guy becomes obsessed with this issue, which it's hard not to be obsessed with it, you know, it's understandable if you're suffering from it. But when a guy gets too obsessed with this issue, the woman never takes it as that it's about her. She's like, oh, my God, he's obsessed with his penis in some way or another. Whether or not she articulates it like that, it becomes very um, – the, the interaction becomes all about him and how his penis is going to perform that day versus about her and whether she's going to have an orgasm and whether she's enjoying herself. So a lot of what you have to work on mentally is what should an experience look like for a woman? Well, I mean, I've discussed that a lot in the Oral Sex on Women podcast and the Female Arousal podcast. I mean, in the 10, thing, 10 Ways to Make Your Highly Sensitive Wife Want Sex a Lot More podcast, in the Foreplay podcast, I mean, all sorts of shit here. So what you need to do if you are struggling with either one of these issues is to take your penis out of the equation. You know, I mean, it is such a, it's so much of a smaller part, you know, no, I'm not making any size jokes there. It's, it's a, it is a less important part of the uh, experience than any man thinks, especially when men are raised on porn, where the whole center of the world is this like, you know, the 13 inch dick like you know it's just not like that like for regular sex for women that makes them feel good there's a lot of foreplay a lot of touching of her massage touching her breasts touching her other erogenous zones I mean there's just a lot of other stuff before anything happens you know And also, as I made clear in the Oral Sex on Women podcast, you should be able to know how to manually get your wife off. Like, there's really not much you can do with your penis that you shouldn't be able to do with your fingers and with your mouth. You know, it's just the men don't think of it as um, they, they think of the penis as primary. But for women, the 
the feeling of the orgasm for them is primary, you know, and however that happens, that could happen with myriad ways. It could happen with your mouth, with your hand, with sex toys. Like there, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat there. And, um, and if it's all primarily focused on penis and vagina intercourse, it's really, you are not, you're doing yourself a disservice and you're doing your wife a disservice and your sex life a disservice as a whole. Now, there I've referred numerous times to like the start and stop technique when I've touched upon this topic in, in prior podcasts. The start and stop technique, you could look up the multi-orgasmic man. That's a book that can show you how to do it. Probably every men's health uh, magazine has at least one article probably on the stop, start and stop method. What this means is it's what it says. You know, you start masturbating and then you stop and then you start again and then you stop. And if your wife is on board, she's she does this with her hand for you and you guys learn that you can last longer and longer and longer because what usually happens as I've said is that a guy who thinks that sex needs to be over with really quick he may not think that you know intellectually but internally viscerally experientially he was raised to think sex is so negative that he's kind of trying to get this shameful thing over quickly so he never really allows himself to fully kind of reach the apex of his orgasmic potential so just as I say with women the best orgasm is where you build up slowly and then you stop and you build up more and then you stop in terms of um, stimulating her it's the same thing for men but if you've been too repressed and sex negative to try this then you think that basically your whole uh, the whole thing is just to put your penis into a woman and pound as much as you can before you come well I mean it isn't that that is that's really again not doing you justice in terms of the sex life you could be having. So when you learn the start and stop technique, you're taking yourself to the brink of orgasm and then stopping and letting yourself settle back down and then doing that again and back down and again and again until you can over time you know, not the first time that you try, over time you can build up, you can understand what it's like to be close to orgasm, but then allow yourself to go back down to baseline. And if you can master that, you know, by slowing the whole thing down and kind of understanding where your body is at various points along the trajectory of arousal. So most guys don't have, they don't understand the trajectory of arousal if they've been doing it too fast. It's just like aroused, 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 oops, I came. And, um, you know, that means that you're not really in touch with where your body is over the entire course of getting excited. So with practice, you could discriminate from being a little bit excited, a lot excited, about to come, past the point of no return, pre the past of no return, but close, um, et cetera, like all these different places. And that's something to experiment with on your own. I never tell men to masturbate, you know, within the context of a sex life that isn't um, good, I say to save your sexual energy for your spouse. But if you are somebody who struggles with, with premature ejaculation, then certainly you should be trying to, on your own first, do the start and stop method. And again, you can read about this anywhere. You know, you could Google this more if I'm not explaining it to your satisfaction or if you'd like a whole book about it. Again, the multi-orgasmic man. But um, really, this is what it is. It's slowing down masturbating so that you know more of where you are and how close you are to coming at any given time. And then if your wife is on board and you have a close relationship, then you could tell her that this is what you're trying to do 
and she can help you whether it's with a hand job or blow job or whatever where she stops before you get you know so so if you are by the way with a woman who is very sex negative and wants to finish as quickly as possible because so, some of you are like, no, I'm not sex negative. I want this long encounter. And in fact, when I masturbate, I do do the start stop myself. And I do a lot of edging because that's called edging um, myself. But it's just her. She wants to get it over with as quickly as possible and even says that. Well, if she's saying she wants to get it over with as quickly as possible, she's pretty sex negative and or the, the sex life is pretty bad. So, and these things can go back and forth and they can bi-directionally influence one another, obviously. Obviously, if she thinks that it's bad, then you're going to feel bad about yourself and then it's going to get worse. And if it's worse, then she feels worse about it. Like, you know, and she's going to say worse things, etc. So if she knows that you are working on it, but she doesn't like sex, then she's not somebody who's probably going to help you with start stop because she doesn't want it to last longer. So you've basically kind of done this adaptive thing of making sex go really quick because she wants sex to go really quick, whether or not she implicitly or explicitly says it. It's really hard to work on your sex life with somebody who doesn't like sex, you know, and then if you're like, well, then what do I do? I mean, a lot of my podcasts and blog are about what do you do and when do you make a decision about whether you want to stay in a relationship where somebody does not want to have sex with you. But one thing that you certainly can do is you could go to couples counseling, you could go to sex therapy which is really just couples counseling with a sex knowledgeable therapist, you know, and, um, and you can talk about wanting this to be more of an important part of your life and wanting sex to be different. So you could say like, you know, I know that I come too fast, you know, and I know that it's an issue and I really want to work on it. I want to experiment on different things and I want to make sure that you get off every time because uh, maybe you don't. And and I ha- should have been focusing on that all along. I've just been really anxious and, and I've thought it was all about intercourse and now I'm realizing it wasn't so like maybe some women you know will say to you wow I've been trying to say that because frequently that happens like a man will say to me no no, no, my wife just wants to get it over with as quick as possible and then he'll actually go talk to her about it and she'll be like well no I don't that's just what we do like I thought that's all you wanted to do like it's just like a like a really big tragic misunderstanding where he thinks she wants it over with as quick as possible and so that makes him anxious and he's rushing and all this stuff and she thinks that he wants it to be over as quick as possible and nobody really wants it to be over with as quick as possible it's just that they have zero communication about sex and I see this so often where people who talk about other stuff easily just completely clam up when it comes to sex and and they have no idea what each other is thinking and this leads to things like you know sex that is unfulfilling for both parties so um and in terms of the erectile dysfunction one That also, I mean, that isn't start and stop method. That's you're trying to start in the first place. But that is very responsive to obviously not just medical uh, changes, you know, such as Viagra, but and always go to a doctor. As I said, if you really have erectile problems that are not just with your wife that are just like always, then go to a doctor. But 
it can really, really help for you guys to feel closer and more connected because most guys in that situation feel really judged and they feel really um, devalued. And this may be just in their own mind and or the wife may well be disappointed, you know, and feel very bad that he can't get hard around her and take it personally that it's about her and whether he's attracted to her, which it may not be. You know, and so talking about this more in therapy or out of therapy, if you can manage to 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 do it without somebody helping you, if you've not yet managed to do so, it can be difficult. But you can say, like, I, I feel really bad about that. I have these erectile problems, and I know that it's it's not you, but I get in my own head that you're judging me, and I don't know if you are. And like, people can have really good conversations where then the woman's like, No, I just feel like you're not that into me and I don't really know what to say and what do you think I should say I mean in a in a best case scenario I mean there's many men that I talk to who have quote erectile dysfunction but in reality they're just like a 40 plus year old dude that needs to have his penis touched before sex it's not actually erectile dysfunction it's just the natural change with aging that you need more stimulation to get hard you need some stimulation to get hard at least so you know there are people whose people whose sex lives were fairly um you know boring when they were younger at least like everybody still was at their prime in terms of how they sexually function, right? So like maybe your wife never touched your penis, but it could get hard, you know, if the wind blew the right way. And so kind of doesn't matter. Like you just put it in her and then you have sex and then somehow some women can have an orgasm. Very, very few, but some women can have an orgasm just from quick intercourse alone. And then if, if you were in that situation, then you felt maybe that it was good to go. But... You know, as you get older, both men and women need more stimulation to get excited. And so if you've had a wife that has never touched your penis on purpose, and many people are in this situation, you know, and um, does not engage in any sort of manual stimulation of your penis, well, this is not called an erectile dysfunction problem, guys. This is called a she doesn't touch my penis problem. So she may not even know that she's supposed to touch your penis because remember I've told you one million times women don't watch porn and when they think about sex, if, they, if, if they're a person that doesn't really ever think about sex in the first place, they think about it in this super naive way where it's just like, if he wants sex, he becomes spontaneously erect and we engage in intercourse quickly and until he comes because that's what men need to do when they have an erection which occurs spontaneously because they are a man, then they feel that they want to have sex and then they must have physical release and that is what our sex life is. And if you have a wife that thinks like that, then you know, she doesn't even know she's supposed to be touching you. You've not told her. And honestly, it might be new intel to you. So you're welcome. Because, yeah, she's supposed to be touching your penis. Like, that's that's necessary as you age because you can't just get the same kind of spontaneous erection. So there's a lot of guys who have, quote, erectile dysfunction where it's not dysfunction at all. It's functioning fine for a guy in his 40s or his 30s or his 50s or whatever isn't his 20s. And so in that case, as is, I, I mean, as I say all the time, foreplay can cure 
most problems with sex lives, like figuring out what each other likes, what your erogenous zones are, how to touch each other, and to have these longer, more exploratory encounters is is really going to cure a lot of sex problems. But to the ones that remain, as we've discussed, those would have to do with multiple things, anxiety, negative feelings about sex, and a negative relationship between the partners in which both people feel uncomfortable being open and therefore there's this trepidation and fear and um, negative feelings around sexual encounters that make both people less sexually functional than they otherwise would be in an open and directly communicative and loving uh, relationship. So couples counseling can help in this regard. So hopefully this was useful to you guys. I went over time because there were a lot. I don't really have any time. I don't really have to do anything. But um, <laughs> I don't have. Uh, I don't work for anybody. So these could be as long as I want. But they're over the usual amount of time. Because there's a lot to say on this topic. And my main takeaways are. You're not the problem. You know like if you have sexual dysfunction. Quote unquote. First of all think about whether it's even dysfunction. Also think about the home that you grew up in. And if there was any even shot at coming out of that as a sexually confident being, probably not. Also, like there are like Hail Mary like rescues for this in terms of pharmaceuticals that you could explore with your medical provider. And there's also like a whole world out there of more calm confident sex that is diversified such that the intercourse is so much less a part of it that you are you take the pressure off yourselves at doing the intercourse right and then if you know that there are other ways to make your partner happy then you can calm down more and also there's the start stop technique so there's like a lot of stuff at your disposal and a lot of things to reach out and try so this should not be a situation that makes a man feel hopeless and stuck despite that many men do feel that way I'm trying to uh, show you like how many things there are here to consider and to try this is not like doesn't have to be just the way your life goes that's a depressive style not um, not confined to just how you view sex and your sexual identity. This is a way that depressed men view everything. Well, this is just the way my life goes. I'm just not the guy that gets to have a good sex life. And I talked about this in my podcast on why do you think you don't deserve good sex or whatever it has deserve and sex in the title and it's recent. So refer back to that one if, if that um, resonates with you. And I will talk to you all soon. Have a great day.